Informing America's farmers and ranchers, it's Adams on Agriculture, produced by the American Ag Radio Network. Here's your host, Mike Adams. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Adams on Agriculture. Thank you for joining us and letting us be part of your day here as we wrap up the week. I'm in Decatur, Illinois, at the Farm Progress Show site. I was hoping to be here to talk about planting progress, but it's kind of the lack thereof, as so many are experiencing this spring of 2019. We're going to get a complete update on the, the situation here in Decatur, Illinois, at the Farm Progress Show site. Uh, we'll talk a lot about uh, the planting conditions and what uh, decisions have to be made. I, I talked about this yesterday. I mean, everyone is, you know, dealing with delayed planting. There's a lot of stress, but especially when you've got to hit a three-day window at the end of August that you want to harvest in for the show, that puts even more stress on. And we're going to talk about that and uh, the decisions that will need to be made here at the Farm Progress Show and the, the options that they are looking at. Uh, we'll talk about that here on today's program. Also coming up, we'll get a planting update from Ohio. We have an Ohio farmer that will be joining us and also an update from Minnesota. Now, yesterday, Vice President Pence was in Minnesota talking trade, and Kevin Papp, president of the Minnesota Farm Bureau, was at that meeting. He'll be joining us a little bit later on to talk about the meeting and about the planting situation in the state of Minnesota. Of course, when it comes to trade, everybody's still talking about China. No deal yet. They're still talking today. Higher tariffs in place. The president talking about things like uh, we'll buy from our farmers and then uh, and ship that out to uh, people in need uh, around the world. And uh, there's also some talk. Uh, maybe yesterday, I think Vice President Pence talked about maybe more trade aid, more uh, mitigation payments as a possibility. So much up in the air and a lot of concerns, a lot of questions. The president keeps talking about how much he likes tariffs, agriculture. <laughs> historically does not really like tariffs and a number of ag groups have come out expressing that and their concerns about lack of a trade deal so there's a lot going on i will be in washington dc next monday and tuesday talking a lot about these issues monday i'll be broadcasting from the offices of the american farm bureau federation tuesday i'll be broadcasting from usda so lots going on but we're going to start things off here in decatur illinois at the farm progress show site i am joined by Matt Youngman. He is a director of trade shows for Farm Progress. And also we have David Bricks, one of the host farmers here at the Farm Progress show site. Matt, I'll start, start with you. Here we are. It's May 10th. And as I drove in, I saw a lot of water still standing in fields. Uh, no tractors, no planters going. It, it's kind of crazy. And, and I took a similar drive in. And, and the the breadth of the area that, that has not turned a wheel is, is just amazing on May 10th. And, and I've this week, I, I, I will have seen, as of today, all of my show sites, Husker Harvest Days in Nebraska and Boone and here and, you know, well over 1,500 miles on my vehicle. And, and to see, you know, basically no corn out of the ground anywhere on May 10th is, is crazy. Let's uh, talk with uh, host farmer David Bricks here. Uh, you look pretty good. I've, I I know you're you're stressed, but uh, you're you're looking pretty good. You ever seen a spring quite like this? No, not at all. This is this is unprecedented. You know, as as far as as even um, you know our, our hay fields, and I mean, you know, we're hurting everywhere. You know, we had bad winter kill on on alfalfas, and and you know, and going into this year, it's you know, I, I've never seen the the the. It's going to have a huge ripple effect all the way through. You know, even to harvest and and even towards next winter's you know forage crops and everything else, it's 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 hard to believe. Do you have anything planted yet? I planted uh, um, about 26 acres of oats uh, night before last. I mudded it in and and uh, right before about two minutes, I got it in the shed about two minutes before it let go there Wednesday night. But that's it. I mean, we we put about six acres of anhydrous on over over west of here. Um, on two weeks ago Friday, we had a window there. It still wasn't overly dry. It, you know, I probably shouldn't have been out there, but but we felt we needed to do something. So that's it. Two days, total of about 12 hours of work is all we've done. No corn, no beans planted at the Farm Progress Show site. Nothing. We worked ground. Two of us, two of us worked ground that same night, Wednesday night. There, my wife was was out. Uh, we hoped to our beans. Out, we planted beans out here last year. It's the first year in uh, 14 years that we had beans and they just did phenomenal you know they was five foot tall and and so our 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 coverage of of trash was incredible and i was like well we didn't get anything you know our our first of november last year as soon as we got done with with harvest it turned to winter 
so we couldn't do any fall work really. No ammonia got put on, no burn down, no nothing. So, uh, so we decided to go ahead there Wednesday night when it was feasible enough and seemed dry enough. We went ahead and, and Mark Perdue did too, uh, worked that ground to try to open it up, you know, to hoping that we would miss Thursday's rain and then we'd be good to go. But, and it, I'm glad we did it, but, but uh, then we ended up with an inch and a quarter or Thursday morning and that pretty well wiped that out. Matt, you're you're concerned also about even your parking lots. So they would normally be seated by now. Oh yeah, and and you know, the, the, David, were the oats that you put on? Was that over here on either side of the flag? So so yeah. he, just the oats that he put on is is a little bit of a cover crop, a little bit of a band aid to get us to get us some better parking come showtime. Uh, he had a lot of winter kill on some alfalfa ground that we had planned on for for parking lots, and so um, you know it it, it is he said ripple effect that's going to that's going to go through this i think this is going to be you know that you can take a silver lining out of something i can you can darn sure be positive that almost nobody's going to be picking any corn within three hours of here on august 27th 28th and 29th but that's about the only but will upside. you be right? well yeah <laughs> that's the next question yeah that's the 11 o'clock central meeting that we're having with all the host farmers and the agronomists and try to huddle up and and make a plan for all right if we if we plant if, if if it's fit on May 20th, what are we going to do? If it's fit on June 1st, what are we going to do? And come up with some of these, um, you know, these these scenarios, these these contingency plans. Because what should have happened is on April 12th or so, somewhere in first of April, generally we'll you know we'll start early as we can in April, and and you know it, we had snow in the ground still. So. Yeah, we should have had 94 day corn in the ground a month ago. So you got to make those decisions, plans B, C, and D here. If this happens, if this happens, if this happens, looking at the calendar, David. In the years since the Farm Progress Show has been coming here, have you ever had a spring like this on a show year? No, we've never. I mean, you know, last year was the closest thing we've ever had anything anywhere close to resembling this. We had snow, about a blizzard mid-April, but we started planting the 27th. It dried completely up, and we was good. We've always had the show corn, you know, in in by mid mid late April at the latest, you know, finishing up. Generally, it's always done by the first several weeks. Now we've had a lot of. Uh, we was talking earlier. We had, you know, we had. We don't remember the year '09 or something where uh, where we got several frost after we planted it, and and it was it that it took a hit then, but it recovered. But no, there's never, you know, this is my well about almost my 30th year and. And there's nothing ever come close to, to anything to resemble and, this. And and you know, we've got four great host farmers here, and they've got you know cumulatively we've got about 250 foot of toolbar that we can get this corn in the ground in an afternoon. All we've needed is just you know hours. We just needed hours of decent weather, and it, it just hasn't come. Forecast for rain here tomorrow and again again on Wednesday, so we'll see what happens. All right, we're at the Farm Progress Show site in Decatur, Illinois. David Bricks, one of the host farmers. Matt Youngman, director of trade shows, uh, with us. Uh, we'll talk more about the Farm Progress Show a little bit later on. Coming up next, we're going to get a planting report from Ohio. Stay with us here on AOA Adams on Agriculture. Powerful, effective, proven, consistent, reliable. A lot of adjectives can describe a herbicide's weed control, but one only applies to Liberty Herbicide. Superior. Liberty Herbicide has no known resistance in row crops, more convenient application flexibility, and excellent control of key weeds. All backed by the Liberty Weed Control Guarantee. Learn more at liberty.basf.com. Grow smart with BASF. Always read and follow label directions. Adams on Agriculture, brought to you by Cenex Premium Diesel. Cenex Premium Diesel, diesel that doesn't mess around. Recently on Adams on Agriculture, joining us from Fargo, North Dakota, Rusty Halverson, Farm Director for the American Ag Network, about Secretary Purdue coming to North Dakota, and Rusty was there to cover it. Thanks for joining us this morning. 
Rusty, um, what was the takeaway from the Secretary's visit? Well, good morning, Mike. The Secretary is in town to have a roundtable with leaders of the area commodity groups and also get a little preview of some technology that we're working on here in the Red River Valley in North Dakota. But the main takeaway from that roundtable, I think, Mike, was trade, trade, trade. Everybody's concerned about our negotiations on trade deals, not only with China, but also the EU and how they say they don't want ag as part of the talks. And there's some optimism about our talks with Japan and, and the potential that we have in that market. So mostly trade, but also obviously the weather too, Mike, was uh, heavy on many producers' minds. For the information important to rural America, join us on Adams on Agriculture. Everyone responds differently to change. Some are frightened by it, some try to ignore it, and some are inspired by it. Poet has always shared a true connection with farmers. And like farmers, we see the world differently. We're inspired by change. So when it comes to the challenge of climate change, we see opportunity to leave the planet we've been given just a little better. Biofuels, oil alternatives, nutrient-rich proteins, these solutions create cleaner air and a more sustainable world. Get inspired with us. Visit Poet.com. So you want to stay on top of the week's agriculture news and have it available at your fingertips. Well, tune in to the American Ag Network Week in Review podcast. It's 15 minutes of the week's top agriculture stories published every Saturday and available anytime on iTunes, TuneIn, and Podbean, or by clicking the link on our website, AmericanAgNetwork.com. Tune in to the American Ag Network Week in Review podcast to go more in-depth on the week's top stories. All right, crew, let's get her dug. Honey, you want to give me a hand? I'm planting that tree, remember? No matter how large or small, your digging project may be, no matter how urban or rural, you must always call 811 before any digging project. 811 is our national one call number, alerting your local utility companies to come out and mark any lines they have near your dig site. You must call 811 at least two to three business days before any digging project so you can avoid hitting our essential buried utilities. This includes natural gas and petroleum pipelines, electric, communication cables, and water and sewer lines. So before you do this, or this, make sure you do this. For digging projects big or small, make the call to 811. Brought to you by Common Ground Alliance. Adams on Agriculture is brought to you by Cenex Premium Diesel. With Cenex Premium Diesel, you can count on a diesel that will keep your operation in top shape. Information America's farmers and ranchers need to know. Adams on Agriculture. Now, back to Mike Adams. All right, welcome back. Again, I'm in Decatur, Illinois at the Farm Progress Show site. We just heard no planting has been done here at the show site, and uh, they are going to be meeting today to try to figure out the, the strategy here on out, depending on the weather and setting up the various scenarios, trying to uh, hit that August 27, 28, 29 window for field demonstrations, which is such a big part of the Farm Progress Show. People like to go out and watch those uh, combines in the field. Hopefully, they'll be able to do that this year. It remains to be seen. Uh, let's uh, get another uh, planting report. We're going to go to the state of Ohio. Cy Prettyman is with us. Uh, Cy, thanks for joining us. Uh, for those, uh, we'll try to set the, the map for everybody here. Where are you in as far as relation to Columbus? Let's use that as our marker. How far from Columbus are you? I'm about an um, hour northwest of Columbus in Marion County, Ohio. Okay. How much do you have done? I've got zero in the ground right now, so similar to what you were just reporting for the Farm Progress folks. Wow. Um, is this... Yes. How does this compare past years? Have you had a year this late before? We have. Uh, this is It is getting, I mean, it's pushing past when we would typically get started. My part of the state, last week of April, um, first week of May is, is usually a, a pretty good go time. Uh, southern part of the state will go a little bit ahead of that, and we'll go earlier than that if the, if the weather's fit. But this is, we are starting to fall behind where we, we def, definitely like to be. How much did you get done last fall? I mean, we're talking here in Illinois and a lot of other places where so little got done last year, so that already put, already put people behind and hoping for a good spring that hasn't happened so far this year. What's your situation there in Ohio? 
very similar in, in our section uh, of the state. It, we ended up turning pretty wet there in the fall, so not a lot of fall tillage or fertilizer, um, spraying, all those issues were delayed in the fall. A lot of that hasn't gotten done here in the spring. We had a window um, there about mid-April, about four weeks ago, where we did dry out a little bit. I was able to get some fertilizer spread and got that incorporated, but we've been setting since then for about four weeks now here with uh, unable to do anything. What are what are your temperatures? Have you been cold too? We've been fairly cool. Um, we warmed up a little bit. hasn't been extremely cold, but it hasn't really warmed up uh, extremely warm either. So pretty average or slightly below on temperatures. Um, it's warmed up enough that you know at this point mid May we're we're ready to roll whenever whenever the weather gives us an opportunity. Any talk yet of switching corn uh, acres to beans or anything like that? I haven't really heard the guys talking about that. Everybody's been hopeful that uh, the weather would break here and we'd get rolling. Um, there is some crops that are planted and and, uh, and up out of the ground here that were planted that four, four weeks ago or so. Um, south of Circleville, south of Columbus, in those areas, there was a few guys that got in and got a little bit done. And I think this week even, um, they were a little bit drier than we were, and there is some progress uh, once you get south of Columbus. But the northern part of the state uh, just really not anything getting accomplished at all what's your forecast look like we were um we were getting dried out uh, we got some rain yesterday about three tenths again um if we don't get a whole bunch more and uh, the weather would stay clear next week you know towards the end of next week i think we could we'd start getting in position to get in the fields so the tractor's idling in the shed i mean you, you're that anxious ready to go right yeah, I've, uh, I keep. I've, I've even went back and checked things a second time uh, on stuff. Uh, it set, you know, had it ready a, a month ago, and, and now it's set again. And you're like, okay, is there anything else I need to check on it? So yeah, we've we've been moving stuff around, but uh, only in the driveways. Well, you sound pretty calm on May 10th. What's the date where that'll change and the you you really start getting nervous? Well, I, I'm trying to yeah, I'm trying to not get too anxious about it. Um, we've you know we've it's been Memorial Day, end of May, when we've gotten started before, and we've still had some great crops. Uh, so I'm still optimistic that we can we can work through this, and we'll get a window, and we'll we'll get in and get a couple weeks there to get stuff done, and and things will be okay. But yeah, everybody was really hoping to get going this week sometime, and the weather just we're just not quite there yet. Well, hopefully, hopefully you'll get there soon. Cy, thanks a lot. Maybe next time we can talk about it. we got a new football coach a new quarterback for the Buckeyes we have lots to talk about next time okay that sounds great we'll look forward to it and next time I hope you're talking to us from the cab of the tractor while you're out planting okay I hope so too Mike okay we'll be back in touch thanks Cy take care all right thank you Cy Prettyman uh, farms uh, north of uh, Columbus Ohio so David you're not alone that's for sure right and uh, not having the, uh, planning done no that's 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 the whole one of the silver linings too is if you're sitting here and you're watching every single everybody else and and the and the percentage totals going up everywhere else and then you then you feel like you're getting picked on but now it's just we're just we're one with everybody you know we're all in the same boat David Bricks, one of the host farmers here at the Farm Progress Show site, Indicator, Illinois. Matt Youngman with us, director of trade shows for Farm Progress. So, Matt, you're going to be meeting today. You've, you've got to lay out those scenarios. If we can get in by this date, we can we can do this. If we don't get in until this date, we have to do that. I mean, you have to kind of lay all that out now. Yeah, and, and we... You know, we've been on these these August dates since 2004, and so we've we've been doing this math and 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 projecting heat in average years and that kind of thing, and and we would like to think that we're pretty good at it, but but Mother Nature controls all of this, so we're going to make the best decision that we can and and go forward from there. Yeah, you do have some experience with uh, some challenging years in the past. Maybe this one's a little unique, uh, but you've had uh, some tough starts to years before. And, and uh, you know, Cy mentioned Memorial Day, and it made me think that I, I've been doing this for entirely too long, if I could think back this far. But in 1997, I, I know for a fact that I was at the Indy 500, and it got it was rained out. They didn't run it until Tuesday, and... And we still had not planted corn up in Seneca, Illinois, in 1997 until after 
uh, Memorial Day. So it, it's it's not unprecedented that this can happen, but you know it's kind of once in, once in a twenty, once in a thirty year kind of a, a scenario. As it's happening, it seems like it's it's never happened before, and like oh my! But uh, yeah, you can think back other years, other challenges. So then, so much will depend, David, as we know, is what happens after you get. Eventually, you'll probably get it planted. We hope, but then it it the later you go, you just need more things to go right the rest of the year. Correct. You know you. We could plant corn first of April and it still not be ready for the show. I mean that you know that yeah. isn't that no guarantee. Just, no yeah. guarantees. You right. know we're just we just try to you know do the best guessing as to what we anticipate. But but there you know there's there's nothing. The only problem you know I mean yeah we've we've planted late before, but we also the the years we planted late we never had 270 bushel yields like we did last year either. So I mean and then and then we also never seen a. You know, it's been a long time since we've seen, you know, almost $3 corn, too, on top of a late planted year. So it's it's all of those factors, you know, the, the famous movie, The Perfect Storm, you know, we're, we're headed for that perfect storm right now with with uh, horrible conditions, uh, low prices, uh, no trade deals yet. Uh, um, you know, winter's looming not too far away and and challenging harvest. And, and it's like, oh, man. Yeah. Uh, let's 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 turn this thing around and and right the ship and 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 go on. I've thought of that perfect storm analogy several times this spring as well. Matt, you also have challenges. You not only want to have crops out there for field demonstrations for folks to be able to go see it at the end of August, but you've got a lot of different companies you're working with, different plots and things like that. I mean, there's a lot that goes on here for the Farm Progress Show. Yeah, you know, it, it's it takes about 600 acres to pull the show off, and and only 80 of that is 85 of that is is inside the fence. The re- the rest of it is all an alfalfa crop that we're worried about for parking, and it's it's corn stalks for overflow parking, and it's you know the the ride and drives all occur on corn stalks and obviously the field demonstrations and the other the other thing is that that all these combines all these tillage tools that show up here to work they roll right out of the factory and so they need some makers to go out and and shine up and and you know wear the paint off and and get get tuned up so um, you know, there's 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 a lot of things kind of behind the scenes that we have to put in place that that, that I have to worry about, and David has to worry about, and, and Rick Wild has to worry about, that that the the grower fortunately just doesn't have to worry about. They they you know they walk in and pay their 15 bucks and, and enjoy the show, and it just magically occurs all in the background. Yeah, last uh, I was talking was speaking with about Rick. We was talking there night, and I brought up the fact I was like, you know, there, there's also something that's really going to challenge, and that's Thursday night loadout. I mean, we utilize, we have that same 600 acres, you know, it's, that's very important on getting everybody out of here. You know, most of this equipment moves out to the fields and stuff like that. So, you know, so if, if that isn't done, if we don't have a place to park all these semis and stuff when they're waiting to get in and all that equipment to get pulled out of the site to free it up, it's going to be a, that's going to make a bottleneck all the way. I mean, it's just. It's part of that ripple effect yes, you were talking yeah, about earlier. All right. Well, yesterday, Vice President Pence was in Minnesota talking trade. We're going to talk with Kevin Papp, president of the Minnesota Farm Bureau, about that meeting and about conditions in the state of Minnesota as well. We're broadcasting today from Decatur, Illinois, the Farm Progress Show site. We'll have more on this year's Farm Progress Show a little bit later on in the program. Stay with us here on AOA Adams on Agriculture. Talk 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 There's a lot of talk coming from the makers of wheat fungicides these days. And some of them are really talking up some pretty big claims. But when you eliminate the fungicides that are Johnny-come-latelys, the ones without a proven track record, and the ones from makers who consider wheat to be just an afterthought, there's really only one left to talk about, the one you know and can trust. Caramba fungicide from BASF. It gives you best-in-class head scab suppression, top-level dawn reduction, and excellent control of late-season foliar diseases. And all of that gives you a proven yield advantage over untreated infected wheat acres. Caramba fungicide from BASF. For time-proven performance you can trust, everything else is just... Talk, 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 To learn how Caramba fungicide can help your wheat's yield potential, talk to your BASF representative. Grow smart with BASF. Always read and follow label directions. Cenex Premium Diesel comes with a more complete additive package for a more complete burn to optimize performance in all engines. Whether you're on the road or in the field, you need more than typical number two diesel. 
you need a heavy-duty diesel like Cenex Premium Diesel. It comes with a more complete additive package for a more complete burn. It's the diesel that keeps your equipment out of the shop and restores power by as much as 4.5% and fuel economy by up to 5%. So ask yourself, if you could be any diesel, which diesel would you be? Cenex Premium Diesel. Diesel that doesn't mess around. Your local FS is member-owned, and that means when you buy our flagship brands like FS Envision and FS High Soy, you're actually buying seed from yourself. And you wouldn't sell yourself anything but the best, would you? In field after field, FS brands are out-yielding the competition. Talk to your local FS crop specialist about Envision corn or High Soy soybean seed today. At harvest, you'll be glad you did. Envision and High Soy are available exclusively at your local FS member company. Time for a market check here on Adams on Agriculture. I'm Rusty Halverson from the American Ag Network. Global stock markets remained under pressure on Thursday after China's Commerce Ministry said Beijing would retaliate if the U.S. follows through with a plan to raise tariffs on Chinese imports. The negative tone that's gripped the markets this week triggered by a threat from the president to go ahead with plans to impose more tariffs on Chinese goods this Friday. On Thursday, Beijing said it will impose necessary countermeasures if the increases take effect as planned. Negotiations are scheduled to continue in Washington on Thursday and to include China's top trade official. Trade tensions weighing on livestock futures at the Merck, with China banning pork from Canada. Now Canada is offering pork into the U.S. market, according to The Wire Talk. Soybeans sank on Wednesday. Overhead gap resistance for July remains open on the daily charts from 8.40 and a half to 8.36 and a quarter. That's a bearish sign. An hour into the trading day, July soybeans at 8.11 and a quarter. On this Friday, July soybeans up two and a quarter at 8.15. November up a penny and a half at 8.37 and a quarter. July corn up a half cent at 3.53 and three quarters of a cent. The new crop December down a quarter of a cent at 3.72 and a half. For the wheats, Minneapolis spring wheat July up two and a quarter at 5.19 and a half. Chicago wheat July up two at 4.31 and a half. Kansas City July up a penny and a quarter at 3.99. Livestock at the Merck and live cattle futures June down 45 at 111.50. Feeder cattle, August contract down 72, 143.75. Lean hog futures, the June contract down $1.17 at 88.80. You are listening to Adams on Agriculture. I'm Rusty Halverson for the American Ag Network. All right, guys, we're ready for our four-season sunroom, and Daddy's going to get a rec room with refreshments. Oh, no, we'll be sleeping under the stars. Mom, what about the one with, you know, the fun? Nice try, little bro. It's a gym, my gym. Hey, Grandma's getting her Four Seasons garden room, weather tight and still like being outdoors. Maybe a living room. Oh, no, wait, a family hub. Yeah. No matter what the budget, the season, or the climate, Four Seasons Sunrooms let you and your family enjoy the outdoors inside. Call now to hear more about these great offers from the premier manufacturer of sunrooms since 1975. More reasons for Four Seasons now. To find out more, call toll-free 800-988-4477. That's 800-988-4477. Call 800-988-4477 today. Adams on Agriculture brought to you by Cenex Premium Diesel. Cenex Premium Diesel, a more complete additive package for a more complete burn. Information America's farmers and ranchers need to know. Adams on Agriculture. Now back to Mike Adams. Welcome back. Broadcasting today from Decatur, Illinois, at the Farm Progress Show site. Uh, right now, though, we're going to go to Minnesota, where yesterday Vice President Pence uh, met with folks to talk about trade. One of those at that meeting, Kevin Papp, president of the Minnesota Farm Bureau. Kevin, thanks for joining us. You are welcome. Have, how's it going today? Well, cloudy, cool, and not planting. Uh, that's kind of the story here in uh, central Illinois. How's, how are things there in Minnesota? Um, kind of the same thing. Sun is trying to come out. We had uh, between one and two inches of rain here a couple of days ago, so uh, everything is at a standstill. And 
farmers are starting to get frustrated with prices, with trade, with weather. Um, we need some sunshine and wind to get everybody in a better mood. Well, you had a chance to talk about all that with Vice President Pence yesterday. Tell us about the meeting. What well, was a great meeting? We had 28 uh, folks, Minnesota Farm Bureau County and state leaders, along with seven FFA uh, state leaders, and had a chance to have one-on-one conversations with the vice president about the the importance of trade, the fact that uh, you know agriculture trade is really more critically important than a lot of other businesses and things like that, and and just to make sure we can move forward on the USMCA. This is a a critical first step in our negotiating trade agreements, and hopefully this will help to, in our negotiations of other agreements. We've heard uh, Colin Peterson from your area there in Minnesota, the chairman of the House Ag, Ag Committee, say uh, at this point he's supportive of USMCA, but he doesn't see it being a big uh, improvement, that much of an improvement over the uh, the old NAFTA uh, how do you view USMCA and what it would mean for agriculture? Well, the USMCA is good for agriculture. We've got to stop and remember that NAFTA was great for agriculture. Really, NAFTA eliminated all our tariffs with Mexico and the majority of all the tariffs with Canada. Um, so it, it did a good job, and we saw exports quadruple you know, in, in NAFTA. And I think it needed to be updated and modernized, and that's what the USMCA does. You know, that's really more about trade rules more than it is about trade tariffs. It uh, helps with biotechnology, uh, helps for market access for dairy and poultry in Canada, you know, Class 6 and Class 7. Uh, very timely uh, in our part of the state uh, yesterday was the wheat grading discrimination and things like that that will have a a big effect, but really we need to think about uh, let's get this done so we can continue to move forward. And it's it's really uh, having that certainty. What we can't do is pull out of NAFTA. That would be disastrous to agriculture. The president has made it abundantly clear that he likes tariffs, and we're seeing the situation now with the higher tariffs uh, on China and still no deal as they talk. Uh What's your reaction to that? Because historically, uh, farmers and agriculture opposed to tariffs, but the, the president is very much in favor of them. How do you, what's your uh, thoughts on that? I mean, I think we all can agree, really, a tariff is no more than a, a tax at the border. And what tariffs do is make us less competitive. And, and they, that those costs are passed on to the consumers, whether it's in higher prices, whether it's in reduced consumption. Vice President Pence heard clearly from us that uh, we need to get USMCA done, and will we be able to do that with Canada, with Mexico, with some of our elected officials, with those tariffs in place? And we wanted to be as clear as we could of the financial and emotional challenges out there. We've got commodity prices below cost of production. We've got a very uncertain future in trade, and couple that with wet weather, planning delays, uh, A lot of real concerns in agriculture. We're talking with Kevin Papp, president of the Minnesota Farm Bureau. Kevin, did Vice President Pence yesterday open the door for more trade assistance, uh, a trade mitigation package, another round of those payments? Well, we certainly had a lot of uh, talk about that. In fact, uh, kind of a clarifying question just to make sure. And as, you know, I didn't think I'd ever be farming according to tweets and, and looking things like that. But as we uh, are on Twitter this morning and even hearing from Secretary Purdue, and, and you know, we, we are in rough shape in agriculture with these low prices. Um, we need the trade. We need, uh, you know, we'd always rather have trade versus aid. But, but agriculture is hurting right now, and it's all of agriculture. Yeah, and the president talking about basically the government buying uh, commodities from farmers. Uh, what do you think about that? Well, I, I can remember a time on our farm where every bushel we produced in, in 1984, 1985, and 1986 was on the farm in the grain reserve and what kind of prices that made. And we really want to produce and we want to sell. We don't want to store. We don't want to give it away. Let's Let's have 
as free of markets as we can, as fair of markets as we can, and let's use that 95% of the world that's not the United States for our market. So certainly we would much rather, as farmers, I believe, sell it than store it. Hey, you bring up a good point. When I was reading those tweets today, I thought, hey, we've been down this road before. It didn't work very well. It didn't, and I think we're seeing that not working very well in China right now as, as they're choosing to store versus um, utilize those commodities. So we really want to continue to push with anybody that will listen, whether it's elected officials on both sides of the aisle, administration, um, everybody, the importance of, of international trade to agriculture. Kevin, do you feel, I mean, we know in for the most part, agriculture has been and continues to be very supportive of President Trump and his administration. But yet, do you feel a disconnect when you hear the president talk about how good the economy is and all the money that's coming into the Treasury from these tariffs? And, and then you look at where the ag economy is. Do you, do you feel a disconnect there? We certainly do, and we got real concerns, and, and that was that was message was sent to the vice president very clearly yesterday. I think sometimes some of us in agriculture kind of forget um, Vice President Pence as a governor of the state of Indiana, understanding agriculture, being on the Ag Committee, um, and understands that. And we need him to, to help remind the president and others um, what agriculture is going through. And you know, we've got a champion in Minnesota in, in Chairman Peterson. He's been a champion for agriculture for, for many years, will continue to be a champion for agriculture that we need to work together on this and, and help get agriculture in a better place. And then uh, when you look, you have USMCA that you talked about. You have China. We know there are talks going on with Japan. So far we've had, uh, you know, the hope of a lot of things happening, but we need to see results pretty quickly, don't we? We do. It's kind of like trying to play about four different games at the same time with with different rules, with different players, and it just would seem that if we could get USMCA, you know, submitted to the House, have a vote on that, continue to, to talk about that, that that would help us with the other agreements. It's, it's really that first critical step, and you know, it's been best described, as, as I've heard it, um, kind of as that steer caught in the chute. Um, we've got to get this done first. If we can't get this done, what credibility does it give us with other negotiating uh, uh, talks with, with any country that's interested? Yeah, we've got to get that first steer out of the chute, right, so the rest can get through. Uh, we're talking with Kevin Papp, president of Minnesota Farm Bureau. Kevin, I want to get back to your uh, planting uh, situation there in the state of Minnesota. Um when you look at the date, May 10th, and where you're at now, how concerned are you? Well, we're very concerned. It's, uh, it's again, uh, you know, we're not as, as, as bad compared to last year, but last year was terrible as well. And right now in, in Minnesota, we're only 6% planted. We're 17 days behind our, our five-year averages with corn. You know, beans, there's hardly anything in the ground, and it, it doesn't stop there. We've got... Uh, you know, and up at northern Minnesota, oats are 18 days behind normal. Barley, 22 days. We've got sugar beets three weeks behind our five-year average. So we're certainly feeling the effects of wet weather and uh, just not being able to do anything. And what about your temperatures? Are you starting to see any warming up at all there? Well, it's, it, 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 there's days it's better, but quite honestly, I saw a 33 um, on the thermometer driving just the day before yesterday in a snowstorm. So it, it's not spring yet uh, through and through. All right, so trade and obviously planting. What, what are the other critical issues that your farmers are concerned about right now? I think it's, you know, whether it's the state issues or our state house is meeting at this time and, and, and agriculture is certainly at the table on that. But it's, it's a lot of things. Um, in agriculture. It's the renewable fuel standard. Uh, you know, we're a big um, ethanol state and, and making sure that we've we've got that 15 billion gallons in the small refinery waivers. It's the uh, ag labor issues. It's uh, making sure that we keep uh, African swine fever um, out of the United States and, and continue to do that. And, but it, and then it's trade, trade, and trade. 
a lot of issues that we talked about uh, here earlier. It's kind of that perfect storm, a lot of things all hitting agriculture at once. Well, Kevin, thanks for the update, and uh, we'll talk again soon. Hopefully uh, have better, better news to talk about at that time. Thanks for being with us. Thank you, and thanks, sunshine and wind. Okay, take care. Kevin Papp, president of the Minnesota Farm Bureau. Yeah, sunshine and some drier conditions would make a lot of folks happy right now. Uh, We're going to come back here to Decatur, Illinois, at the Farm Progress Show site. Uh, We'll talk more about uh, the situation here. No planting done on the show site yet here on May 10. But there are a lot of things uh, planned for this year's show, some exciting new things. New products will be unveiled. We'll talk about all that when we come back here on AOA, Adams on Agriculture. Talk 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 There's a lot of talk coming from the makers of wheat fungicides these days. And some of them are really talking up some pretty big claims. But when you eliminate the fungicides that are Johnny Come Lately's, the ones without a proven track record, and the ones from makers who consider wheat to be just an afterthought, there's really only one left to talk about. The one you know and can trust. Caramba fungicide from BASF. It gives you best-in-class head scab suppression, top-level dawn reduction, and excellent control of late-season foliar diseases. And all of that gives you a proven yield advantage over untreated infected wheat acres. Caramba fungicide from BASF. For time-proven performance you can trust, everything else is just... Talk, 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 talk. Talk, 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 To learn how Caramba fungicide can help your wheat's yield potential, talk to your BASF representative. Grow smart with BASF. Always read and follow label directions. Adams on Agriculture, brought to you by Cenex Premium Diesel. Cenex Premium Diesel. Diesel that doesn't mess around. Do you need a car? Been shopping only to be turned down because of bad credit, low credit, no credit, bankruptcy, or divorce? Guess what? Today's your lucky day because now you can buy a car, truck, or SUV, just about any vehicle. It's true. Bad credit doesn't matter. No credit doesn't matter. Bankruptcy or divorce, it just doesn't matter. As a matter of fact, your job is your ticket to your new vehicle. We're Auto Credit Express, and we've helped thousands of people just like you. Antonio H. told us, great company, got me connected, and the day I went in, I drove off in the car I wanted. 100% worth your time. Need a car? Get started now and drive off as early as today. Just go to 11ignoremyscore.com right now. That's www.11ignoremyscore.com. Auto financing the easy way. 11ignoremyscore.com. Get started today. Auto financing the easy way. Have you written a book and want to get it published? Then call Page Publishing at 800-955-4538. Immediately, that's 800-955-4538. Page Publishing is looking for authors of all types of books. And unlike most publishers, Page Publishing will take the time to review each and every book submitted to them and give you their feedback. If they like what they read, they'll get your book into bookstores and for sale online at Amazon, the Apple iTunes Store, Barnes & Noble, and other outlets. They handle everything, editing, cover design, copyright protection, printing, publicity, and distribution. So if you've written a novel, children's book, cookbook, inspirational work, poetry, or a biography and want to get it published, then you need to call Page Publishing and do it immediately. Call 800-955-4538 now for your free author submission kit. Again, for your free author submission kit, call 800-955-4538. That's 800-955-4538. Your road to fame and fortune could very well start with this simple phone call. Call Page Publishing at 800-955-4538 for your free author submission kit. Recently on Adams on Agriculture, Pete McClymouth's with us, Executive Vice President of the Nebraska Cattlemen's. Pete, last time we talked, you were still trying to get an assessment on uh, the losses and the situation. Now that you've had a little bit of time, uh, what can you tell us? Can you give us an update? We've heard some producers have been made whole if they've had a good insurance plan in place. And so if there's no reason for them to sign up for a livestock indemnity program funds via USDA, we might have a really hard time knowing the number. But this could stretch into the middle of the summer when we get a good handle on it. So I'm not answering the question specifically, but I think given 1.94 million beef cows in our state, you know, and coupled with some other losses, I think it would be fair to say easily over 200, maybe 250,000. 
For the information important to rural America, join us on Adams on Agriculture. Thanks for listening to Adams on Agriculture from the American Ag Network. We're excited to explore the topics that make a difference to agriculture. The Farm Bill, immigration reform, reducing regulations, trade, new technology, as well as infrastructure and health care. Through the year, Adams on Agriculture will originate on location from several major national meetings and events. Subscribe to the show's podcast at AmericanAgNetwork.com. Thanks for listening to Adams on Agriculture from the American Ag Network. Do you know how to keep food safe at home? Clean, separate, cook, and chill. The easy lessons of clean, separate, cook, and chill will help you protect your family and be food safe. Let's talk about how to separate. First, use different cutting boards for meat, poultry, seafood, and veggies. Raw meat should never touch food that won't be cooked. Then, always keep raw meat, poultry, seafood, and their juices away from other foods in the shopping cart. And store raw meat, poultry, and seafood in a container or on a plate in the fridge so juices won't drip on other foods. Food safety risks at home are more common than most people think. The USDA is your partner in being food safe. Clean, separate, cook, and chill. For more information, visit BeFoodSafe.gov or call 1-888-MP-HOTLINE. Everyone responds differently to change. Some are frightened by it, some try to ignore it, and some are inspired by it. Poet has always shared a true connection with farmers, and like farmers, we see the world differently. We're inspired by change. So when it comes to the challenge of climate change, we see opportunity to make the air cleaner, to make our country safer, to leave the planet we've been given just a little better. Biofuels and oil alternatives, solutions for a brighter, more sustainable world. Get inspired with us. Visit Poet.com. Adams on Agriculture is brought to you by Cenex Premium Diesel. With Cenex Premium Diesel, you can count on a diesel that will keep your operation in top shape. Information America's farmers and ranchers need to know. Adams on Agriculture. Now, back to Mike Adams. And we're here in Decatur, Illinois at the Farm Progress Show site. The Farm Progress Show is coming up August 27th, 28th, 29th. We've talked about the concerns with no planning done here yet and uh, wanting to have crops available to harvest on those three days at the end of August. Uh, Matt Youngman, Director of Trade Shows for Farm Progress with us. Um, Matt, you, you're, you mentioned this earlier. You're looking to your other sites, too. What's happening, say, Grand Island, Nebraska, where Husker Harvest Days will be coming up in September. How do things look there? The, things look really good. I was there Tuesday, and, and they are actually seeing the same weather that we're seeing here. It, it was it was going to be, you know, it, it was 45 degrees and raining sideways when I was there on Tuesday. But with that being said, they did get a window, and they did get all the crops in for the field demonstrations. It was it was. It's probably the only corn around there, really, that is up, and, and, and it looks good, and there was a little bit of a bite of frost there last night, so we'll see how that, how that goes. But that corn got in. I'm, I'm confident that we're going to be in great shape there. The, uh, you know, the, kind of the two big headlines of Husker Harvest Days have to do with, with the, the renovations that we did last year. You know, we put $7 million into that site, and it, it made it through the floods in Nebraska this, this spring really, really well. The site looks great. And then we just announced a partnership with the state of Nebraska. Governor Ricketts, you know, I have the opportunity to deal with a lot of governors and a lot of folks from a lot of states. And, and Governor Ricketts really understands agriculture, and, and he understands the impact of Husker Harvest Days on Nebraska. So we've launched a, a multi-year international program to try to foster uh, more international visitation to Nebraska and Husker Harvest Days, more global companies bringing technology to Nebraska. He and I are going to go to Agritechnica in Germany in November and make some personal invitations to some folks to come to the show. And, and so that was uh, that, that, that is a really exciting partnership that we've got started there. As we look to Farm Progress Show at the end of August here in Decatur, hopefully you're going to get the crops planted in time and you'll be able to have field demonstrations. But we've seen years where you couldn't work in the fields. 
the show goes on, and there's certainly a lot else to, to see, and especially this year, you have a number of new products that will be unveiled. Yeah, typically, I, you know, this time of year, I'm getting whispers of things. I'm, I'm, I'm getting, you know, hey, don't tell, don't tell, but here's what we're going to do. Well, th- now I'm getting told, well, we're going to have this, and you can talk about it, and, you know, Kloss is going to have all new products to unveil at the show. I can't say exactly what they are. There's going to be, an, you know, the ideal combine on the Agco lot last year. Uh, that is part of the Fent family, and there's going to be another addition to the Fent family at, 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 at the Agco lot, if not more than one, I, one, one for sure. Um, you know, Versatile is, is building a row crop tractor for Kubota. That's going to be unveiled at the show. The AFS Connect tractor from Case IH that was unveiled at Louisville, you'll see that. They're planning a ride and drive for that here on the grounds. New tractor from Versatile. Um, you know, it, in addition to that, GSI is building a brand new huge grain handling demo facility here on the grounds. Uh, Ag Growth out of Canada, they're building all new facilities. Um, we haven't had Golden Harvest as a brand at Farm Progress Show in Indicator in quite some time, and they're going to have their own freestanding lot like they had last year in Boone. So lots and lots and lots of things, and that's all stuff that whether we get the corn planted or not, that's all things that folks are going to be able to come and see. And, and, you know, even though we're all doom and gloom and the corn's not planted and there's no trade deal, you know, it's a cyclical business and, and the, the good days will come around again and it'll be good for folks to come and take a look at all these new technologies that are going to be unveiled, whether they're, you know, on your shopping list for right now or, or down the road, they're, they're, going to be, they're going to be good to see. And this show site continues to mature and improve. Yeah, I, you know, great partnership here with Richland Community College. And you look back, it's hard to believe we've been doing this as long as we have. You know, David and I started doing this back in the fall, of, and, and Stu Ellis is in here. And, and we started doing this back in the fall of 2004 and had it built for the 05 show. And, and um, the, the site just keeps getting better and better and better. Richland folks take a great take a great deal of care and, and, and effort to, to keep it in good shape and you know, host farmer like David that makes sure we've got great parking lots. It, it's a lot of great partnerships that we've developed here over more than a decade. So you meet today to kind of lay out a, a strategy with the depending on the weather and when you can plant. Uh, how do you do that? Who You talk with the host farmers. Tell us about how that meeting will go. Well, I have no idea. I can't <laughs> wait to see how that meeting goes. But, um, you know, it, we all know that we're, the plan didn't work. Plan A did not work. So now we need a plan, plan C, D, and E. And, you know, we have good data. We have 30 years worth of growing degree unit data that we can we can look at and, and say, okay, if we plant X hybrid on X date, we can expect a black layer of this. And then if we get a black layer of August 16th, then we've got 10 days to get the, you know, 11 days to, to, to dry it down and hopefully drop a point a day and you're at 24 percent corn but you know mother nature is gonna gonna play a huge role in that so we're gonna be we're gonna be figuring that out as we as we move forward and david bricks is a host farmer what's your input gonna be <laughs> uh optimism let's guess let's, let's put it that way because you know it's just as important to us we we want it to you know we want it to happen um yeah, this is David's corn. I mean, yeah, this this is, this is this his is, crop. I mean, it, it, it's it's huge for us to to be able to uh, to allow the companies and everybody for this to go on. You know, there was one year I can't remember it was thirteen maybe where we just it was just too green and and for me it it was a huge letdown. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm going through the summer like, you know, well I guess I'll sit on the porch for the show. You know, come down and look around and and and. Uh, and do that because there's no not going to be much demos that year but uh um but and that that's 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 a huge downfall we you know we want it to happen so we're going to do whatever we can uh you know the the calendars you know you know i think we figured if if we're if we can get in plant you know we need five six seven days you know after your last rain event to even think about it and so that puts us back to next wednesday or thursday and and then we're less than 100 days you know so uh that's uh that's the scary part you know that 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 calendar's ticking along for for that to happen well i wish we had better news but uh <laughs> you know some sun and some wind and uh, dry things out and get going soon hopefully guys thanks a lot for the updates and uh we'll be back here during the course of the summer and uh keep an eye on how things are going thanks a lot thanks a lot mike Thank appreciate it matt youngman 
He is the uh, trade director of trade shows for Farm Progress, and also David Bricks, host farmer, one of the host farmers here at the Farm Progress Show side in Decatur, Illinois. All right, Monday I'll be in Washington, D.C., broadcasting from the American Farm Bureau building at their offices. Hope you'll join us. Have a great weekend.